Not of the modern world. For, For the, the modern, modern, modern world. world. That's right. Yeah, and, and. Fisher Baron. Hello, it's from the airport. Hello, we're doing good. Nice to meet you. So who are you, sir? I'm Archbishop Joseph Nauman. Like the eternal city that is Rome. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show, Stephen Cox, the author of St. Alphonsus for the 21st Century, a handbook for holiness. And this is the moment where I bring up the book on the screen. Still getting used to this technology, but a very beautiful book um, <laughs> about one of the best saints, actually, my patron saint. So I have Alphonsus. Got that too. In there. And we both have the torn cover, really. <laughs> yeah thank you for having me yeah, it's uh great to have you here i think i saw your uh interview on amber rose the religious hippie you were just on her show last yeah. week i believe it was and uh i didn't personally watch that but i saw saint alphonsus somebody writing a book about saint alphonsus uh so yeah why saint alphonsus out of all the saints that's a great question. Um, I think, well, one, because he affected my life the most. Um, I like to tell the story that I kind of randomly came across his uh, his writings. I was living with a friend of mine, a friend of mine in uh, our, our mid and late 20s. We we're you know, living together and um, he just happened to have a stack of books uh, in the living room one night. And I said, hey, where'd you get those? And uh, it was a winter. And I said, hey, I got to check those out because I've never read at that point, anything by St. Alphonsus, and I wanted to get deeper in my faith. And I think he just sort of presented himself in my life at a time when I was looking for spiritual answers. Uh, I was coming back from being a fallen away Catholic just a couple short years earlier. And so, you know, just having gone through all of those books, literally just gobbling up as much as I could, I just said throughout the years, you know, I'm going to keep reading more. And then finally, it got to a point where I'd read enough where I said, okay, what can I kind of do with this? And he affected me more than other saints. So we can talk about why that is, but on a variety of, variety of issues, it was his insights that really got me back. I didn't say back. I just put me in a new place spiritually in my life where I was attending mass on a weekly basis, started going to the Latin mass and uh, just understanding the issues in the church today, especially about the priesthood more and more. So that's, 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 I think, his biggest impact on me. So I wanted to give back to him and also just to God to say thank you for, for giving me, um, putting into my life this great saint, yeah. as you said. So. <laughs> yeah, really the best saint there is, St. Alphonsus. My first exposure exposure was reading <laughs> Preparation for Death. That's a really <laughs> odd book. Exposure? Really? That's a pretty heavy topic there, Michael. Yeah, and that was um, even before I was confirmed Catholic. So that was two years ago. And I just yeah, saw that yeah. title. I actually heard about it from someone else. And so I was like, well, there it is. I might as well read this book. But it was actually like a good surprise. It was a very joyous book because you're preparing. Well, what what, what um, would you take away from that? I've read it too. I, I, I think it's brilliant, obviously. But what was your takeaway from from that? As a, as a non-Catholic too, it's kind of interesting to hear you read it. Yeah, yeah. so that's really um, a good question. It almost put like the fear of mortal sin in me. That was really the book that did it because it was maybe uh, 
six or seven months after my initial like decision to pursue the Catholic Church. And so coming from that Protestant uh, sort of Bible alone background, like I didn't take sin seriously. Like I would sin freely. I would sin and I'd be like, I'll just confess this to God right after I do it and then it'll all be fine. But that book, uh, sort of in the same way that Thomas Kempis's new book, Meditations on Death, it really talks about the process of death or the surprise of death, how it arrives whenever you don't expect it. So mm -hmm. that kind of uh, put me on edge in a good way. It made me take the spiritual life seriously. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, St. Alphonse sort of like chose me, I think, when it was time to choose my patron saint. He was the obvious choice out of everyone. Um, awesome. So yeah, for you, are you a moralist? <laughs> Am I mo a moralist? What do you mean? Yeah. So that's uh, what people who uh, follow St. Alphonsus are often called. I heard that from somewhere, but like since he wrote his big moral theology, which is basically like his summa, uh, for those yeah. unaware. Um, yeah, they call people who like St. Alphonsus um, moralists for some reason. So like concerned wow. with morals. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think the one thing that to remember about St. Alphonsus is, is, yeah, obviously he wrote his, his famous book, Moral Theology, and it is being translated um, into English by Ryan Grant of Mediatrix Press. So shout out to Ryan for doing that. Um, yeah, he, I mean, he, he's the patron saint of moral theologians, of confessors. Um, he did say, actually, the confession uh, requires uh, almost, it's the most difficult in a sense aspect of the priesthood because it requires knowledge of almost all the sciences in fact all of them because you have to balance you know what is a sin what how do i get this person back onto track uh living a holy life um what is proper penance for for this sin and that sin and so so yeah i i um I, I have a number of books on moral theology. I wouldn't say I'm any sort of expert as St. As Alphonsus himself was. He, he wrote mm -hmm. thousands of pages on, on moral theology. But um, I, uh, when I was reading his books and all of them, and I know you held up a copy there too. I have the, oh, probably, I don't know, 30 books of his or something by now. Um, yeah, there's, there's, there's a just lot so more out there that you haven't read. Yeah. Lots that well, not all of them have been translated into English either. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So, do you have this uh, copy, the classics of Western spirituality? Yes, Father Jones. And I even have, I'll show you one if I can get it out here. This is a an out of print version. I don't know why, but it's, it's I think, the best biography of St. Alphonsus. It's by Father Frederick Jones. And uh, yeah. that really goes into, if you really want to deep dive into his private life and, and his um, sort of behind the scenes priesthood, um, uh, that's really the answer. There, I think um, there's another book on, on him. It's a biography uh, as well. But um, it's, uh, he, there's so much about him, too. Like in, like in there, there, his, his book, um, Glories of Mary, is, is that thick and uh yeah. it, it's it's so much and uh I, I i very much am devoted to him so yeah uh the reason i mentioned that book was because there was a work called uh praying to god as a friend does that ring a bell um it's like not praying to god as a prince or as if you were this great uh um whatever you call it 
but speaking to God as if you were like a child and he really breaks it down to that personal level. And that was really mm -hmm. what always stuck out to me about the works of his that I have read, just that uh, really authentic and true uh, love of God, like the mercy of God. He's really big on mercy. I heard before that he never denied anyone absolution or something like that. So he is a really uh, important, a really popular confessor. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, he did a lot of work in his time. He's a doctor of the church. And still, not many people know about him. Uh, so, yeah, like, how, what is the reception to this book? What has it been like? Have a lot of people been discovering St. Alphonsus for the first time and reaching out to you? Or what has been the reception? Yeah, so far, it's been one of uh, great interest. And um, the book's been a number one seller in a variety of categories on, on Amazon for the last two weeks since it's, since it's been released. Um, the books, uh, the category for self-help for Catholics, uh, the category for saints, as well as prayer, uh, the ones that the book is a category in. And thanks be to God, it's been doing very well. Um, I know it's sold over almost 200 copies now in just a really short amount of time. So I think the, the interest really does come from, well, okay, a lot of people do know the name St. Alphonsus, um, just like we know a lot of saints, St. Saint Francis de Sales, St. Francis Xavier, St. Therese of Avila. Um, but I think the interesting thing that really hooks people is the subheading uh, for the 21st century, a handbook for holiness. So people want to understand, you know, how did this saint's teachings apply to my life? And, and to be clear, I'm, I'm not pulling um, any tricks and, and, and reinterpreting St. Alphonsus' writings and saying, you know, we're, we're going to twist what he said. It's a merely representing of his ideas, his core ideas, uh, wisdom, really, not just ideas. Uh, that's mm -hmm. underselling it. Um, and, and asking questions like, how does this apply to my life today? How does his writings on prayer, as you mentioned, uh, prayer, prayer, prayer and love of God, how can I do that in a, a fast-paced, technologically obsessed world? Um, and what else can I do to, to, to be silent? You know, I find this says a lot about silence. So, um, so far, it's been great. Um, I have a couple of speaking gigs coming up. Uh, in October, I'll be going to Platteville, Wisconsin, um, at St. Oh, Augustine wow. there. So I live in Michigan. It's only about a six-hour drive, so it should be all right. Uh, yeah. Easy drive. But, uh, it's, uh, so far, a lot of people are interested, and in, they'll learn a lot about St. Francis's private life as well in the book, too. Yeah, I'll definitely have to read it, being, um, or well, St. Alphonsus being my patron saint. I can always learn more about my patron saint. Uh, but it is surprising that you said self-help book. And that's kind of what this title reminded me of, The Twelve Steps to Holiness and Salvation. Um, yeah, like St. Alphonsus sort of falls in that tradition of saints, like St. Saint Francis de Sales you mentioned. Uh, there's a few other ones. The Spiritual Combat, that's a work uh, that St. Francis loved. He read it every day, I believe. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's mm -hmm. one of the reasons I like St. Mm -hmm. Alphonsus, just that self-help. Uh, aspect of him and that's really how i came to catholicism reading marcus aurelius the stoics and little by little making my way to the catholic church so i think that's why um, i enjoyed saint alphonsus a lot um yeah like yeah. so self-help I, I, I would even clarify i would even clarify that though self i mean i i i mean it's this it's sort of a modern term i i wouldn't necessarily categorize this as self-help it's just to be honest, the category Amazon had. Um, I think, I mean, it, really, it's God's help. 
right? It, it's it's the help of grace to overcome original sin, to overcome our, our weaknesses, our dominant faults, and 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 you know, w- with God's help, I mean, Saint Alphonse recognizes and he says in the book that we can't even do uh, a good any anything good without the help of God. So 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 all all uh, real praise and glory needs to be given to Him uh, first and foremost. But um, yeah, I mean, Saint Alphonse is eminently practical. All, always, you know, giving tips on here. Here is the four ways you can overcome self love. Here is uh, mm-hmm. ways to find uh, to do exterior and interior mortification. So it's it's it, it, it's so eminently practical to to our our lives, our our behaviors. That's really the gist of it, as as you're alluding to here. So. Yeah. Um, and one way St. Alphonsus has helped me really to help others is his writings on scrupulosity. Mm-hmm. People struggle with scruples a lot, especially if they are um, progressing in the spiritual life. It seems like people who are really deep in the spiritual life struggle with scruples. Um, so St. Alphonsus was really addressing that in a lot of ways. Uh, where do you think the mercy that St. Alphonsus was trying to teach comes from? Because I think mercy is really where the Catholic Church is at today. St. Therese or divine mercy, uh, like this whole movement of mercy in the church. So St. Alphonsus was sort of ahead of his time. Why do you think he appreciated mercy so much? Well, I think I think it's good to clarify, too, that he was um, someone who prayed the rosary uh, every day. He, he visited our Lord in, in the Blessed uh sacrament uh and he said 15 minutes uh 15 minutes in front of our lord and this blessed sacrament will be more beneficial to you than anything else you can you can do in the spiritual life uh, and he he understood devotion to the sacred heart of jesus too i think that's the the real devotion that's sort of lost today um is that you know and that was happening um sort of in in, in his in his time to an extent and um uh, Saint Alphonsus understood, though, not he wasn't just about mercy. There, there's a part in the book about uh, sin, actually, where he does say, "Yes, God's merciful. He he does he he loves pardoning the sinner more than he wants to punish the sinner." So, so God is always giving us uh, chances to get ourselves back up and to get to confession. Saint Alphonsus says, "A soul that, when it commits a sin," does not, or rather dwells on it, uh, it commits a sin of pride. So we need to keep getting up, keep getting back, going to confession, and to 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 put ourselves back into God's good graces. But just to add a, a, still a word of warning about that is he does say, you know, um, stubborn sinners, persistent sinners, those who turn their back on God, uh, God's going to become less liberal in bestowing graces upon them. So he does make the argument that, you know, God has a set limit of, of sins, as you mentioned at the beginning about his writings on death, yeah. um, that, that when that threshold is crossed, um, God uh, takes a more justice-based approach. And, I, and that's one thing that, that really I took away from his writings more than his, his writings on mercy, to be honest. Um, and that, you know, I think that's a, a sober reminder about, about the spiritual life and so that's important to note too. Um, I think that's important uh, for for Saint Alphonsus. Again, he he does he does remind us there is a part in the last chapter that I write about hope um, that that really should rescue anyone who is scrupulous who does read the book from becoming over over overbearing or or being dis, over despairing about some of his writings because they aren't they aren't easy for 
for everybody. And not everybody, I don't think, could read Preparation of Death like you did uh, before <laughs> they're even Catholic. So kudos to yeah. you. That's a great grace. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's a good balance for sure. But um, uh, it depends on how you're, you're, sort of, you're sort of reading it and understanding things in some ways. Yeah, um, it seems like the church is really lacking in the uh, the four last things, um, especially like the hell part or judgment part. Um, if I could grab another book, I don't think I can, but Robert Bellarmine, he wrote a lot about hell in the same way that St. Alphonsus did. Uh, so as you said, it is very sobering and that provides a lot of inspiration. Like, what if this sin I'm about to commit is the last sin that God will ever allow me to commit? Um, yep. So keeping that in mind and keeping the love of God in mind helps lead to a uh, really beneficial spiritual life, a really productive spiritual life. Um, so, yeah, transitioning a bit. I was thinking of a question. Uh, what's one fun fact about St. Alphonsus that not many people know that maybe you might be the only person who knows this? Oh boy. Uh, well, I would say there's probably not enough. There's probably a lot more people who know a lot of things about his private life. I don't think I'm going to get just one here, but uh, uh, he did have a brother named Hercules. Okay. And oh, wow. uh, his brother Hercules was actually his sibling that he was closest to the most. Uh, San Alphonsus was, I'll give you a couple of fun facts just to, yeah. to, to let people in on some, his private life. Uh, he was actually the oldest Son, the oldest male, the oldest child uh, of his father, Don Joseph Liguori, and uh, Anna Catherine Cavalieri. Uh, Hercules was the youngest brother, so he was the last. Um, he actually had two other brothers enter um, religious life. One became a, a Benedictine, one became a, a priest. Uh, two of his sisters actually became nuns. Uh, the other sister became was married. So um, he grew up actually becoming uh, groomed to become a lawyer which he did. Um, he excelled in his profession from uh, his early 20s until he was, he was 27 when he lost a famous court case. Um, it wasn't his fault, though. There was bribery and, and shenanigans going on behind the scenes, and it actually caused him to leave the profession altogether. So That was he, his uh, first uh, loss, correct? That that's believed to be the case, yeah. He, he was <laughs> a sounding brilliant lawyer, and um, he recognized in that moment, like, this is just vanity. What am I doing? And he'd been toying in secret. It's believed, uh, at least according to Father Jones, for several years before that, with the idea of, of the priesthood. He belonged to various uh, lay groups dedicated especially to uh, helping uh, the sick at a nearby hospital. Uh, he loved going to, it was called the Hospital of the Incur Incurables. And um, I think it actually still stands in near Naples today. Um, so, so he, I mean, he was a harpsichordist in his youth. His father made him learn music. He wore glasses. He liked going to the theater, especially to listen to music. He took off the glasses oftentimes and would close his eyes and just listen to the music. He wrote over 50 poems and hymns. And he'd actually, interesting, Michael, what's interesting, Michael, is he, when he would give retreats, he would actually sing his hymns that he created on the little mission missions that he, he would do. Yeah, to to the peasants in the Italian countryside. So he was a, a, a such a well-rounded um, individual and someone who had many talents. Uh, he painted even. So there's there's very few things. I mean, he's a doctor of the church. So so he you'd imagine he's done and knows a lot. But um, in his private life, he he did even more. I mean, there, there's so many fascinating things about who he was and what he did. Yeah, and so I'll put this in the description, but. We have another channel, a sacred music YouTube channel. 
So on this channel, I believe I created the first St. Alphonsus music compilation. It's like 14 minutes long. It was just music that was out there on the internet, public domain stuff, renditions. So it's very cool to listen to. It was actually one of our most popular uploads. Just the music. Congratulations. That's really cool. I'll have to listen to it. I've, I've never, I probably haven't heard it yet. Yeah, I'll send that to you. Um, there's another really good uh, recording on YouTube about uh, the passion or something like that, but it's by St. Alphonsus. So he actually mm -hmm. is a good composer, uh, just listening to his music. Uh, good artist as well. I saw that, um, I think it was a, an image of the cross, really, yeah. uh, really bloody and bruised. And uh, it was like in that style of the time or something where it's really uh, depicting the brutality of the crucifixion. Uh, so yeah, a really well-rounded man. Um, and going on to another uh, work of St. Alphonsus, The Uniformity with God's Will. Uh, are you a big fan of that little 30-page uh, treatise, I think it is? Of course. I mean, it, it's, um, I mean, that's, you know, if people read, read St. Alphonsus for the 21st century, um, which I think is a good condensed version of almost all his writings, um, uh, they will view uniformity with God's will as a condensed version of, of my book, I think, in many ways, because his, 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 his writings in that book, it's more of a pamphlet, really. Um, yeah. That undergirds his whole philosophy, doesn't it? I mean, I imagine you've read it. I mean, it's all about perfection. Mm. How do we unite our will to God's will? And um, it's a really simple but profound little pamphlet, don't you think? I mean, it's just how do we know God's will? And how do we unite our will to it? It's, it's not that simple or it's not that difficult, is it? So, I, yeah, that's a great starting point for a lot of people if they want to um, just, you know, dip their toe in the water of St. Alphonsus' ocean of, of wisdom. Yeah, so do you have any advice for the listeners? How do they follow God's will? So what have you learned from St. Alphonsus <laughs> that can help all of us? Well, to understand perfection, um, and, and perfection is uniting our will to God's will. And um, some of the things I talk about in the very first chapter, which is titled Perfection, is to, to, to not complain. You know, it's about about everything, about the weather, about, um, you know, if we're feeling sick, uh, if, uh, you know, we wish that we might um, have a better um, comportment or, um, our, our, you know, facial features or talents or things like that. Uh, St. Alphonsus says, um, be content with what God's given you. Um, he doesn't mean, you know, don't improve yourself or, you know, don't don't um, strive for holiness. That's that's what his whole argument is about is to strive for a holiness and to deny yourself bad self-love and replace it with good self-love. And I won't get into what those are. You could probably imagine what he's talking about there, but he, he does say, uh, you know, and one thing that really struck me is to grapple with your dominant faults. Everybody has these, right? These are two or three, maybe more sort of um, types of sins that you'll grapple with throughout your life. But he says, don't, don't give in to despair uh, we should act like Job, Job in the Old Testament, who um, was allowed to be tested uh, by God when Satan was allowed to take almost everything he had, um, his family, his wealth. And yet at the same time, Job said, blessed be God uh, for what he gave me and blessed be God for what he's taken away. And I think that really in you know two minutes is the crux of St. Alphonsus' teachings is that um, we 
we love God in times of consolation as well as times of desolation. And we strive to give all back to him and to not give up when we don't always do that. Again, like I said earlier, don't be overwhelmed with despair. Have hope. Trust in God when you pray. Have confidence when you pray, St. Alphonsus says. And humbly pray, um, you know, and, and meditate and, 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 and pray daily uh, throughout the day. Um, so if I, if I go on, then it won't be as short and succinct. But that's really, I think, the gist of, of St. Alphonsus' wisdom. It's not too difficult to, to understand, I think. Yeah, that's a good answer right there. So yeah, really uh, wrapping things down. Um, who is your uh, your personal favorite saint? So there's oh, a correct boy. answer. Then there's uh, maybe another answer. Well, I'll um, I'll give. I mean, Saint Alphonsus did so much. I mean, I can't I yeah. can't uh, not say he he's one A in my list. I think mm -hmm. you know some other saints I've read, and I do include several uh, quotations and, and little stories of St. Therese of Lisieux in the book. Um, I think her writings on simplicity and, you know, the story of a soul, her biography really touched me uh, in a way that made me understand, okay, um, I, I fulfill my duty of state in life and I will um, uh, do that and be content uh, and do as best as I can. I think that's really a good lesson in these times um, when, when so much is going on in the church and world where we want to do everything, um, but God's put us in a certain area um, in our life, in, in the world, to do so uh, to, to to make to make a difference. And so, so I think she's important to me. Uh, Saint Padre Pio, um, Saint Joseph, and uh, you know those are the, those are kind of the uh, the ones that have had a great influence on me, as well as other modern churchmen too. Saint Pius X and his battle against modernism and other uh, other things in the church in the twenty. 20th century have been a great inspiration for me. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with all of those. But the correct answer is St. Alphonsus, of course. Uh, at least for me, I think. I'll like St. Bernard. <laughs> yeah. um, you can't go wrong. St. Uh, yeah. Therese as well. St. Therese would be in my top three, I believe. Um, yeah, anyhow. Yeah. So why, why for you? Why her for you? Uh, really, yeah, for the same reasons. Um, so mm -hmm. my boss... Uh, a monk, a Trappist monk. See, the viewers who haven't been listening to the show and, and don't know that I work at a monastery will be lost. But yeah, my boss at the monastery where I make fudge, his uh, favorite saint has always been St. Therese, and she was the one who led him into the priesthood, I believe, and he's like 80 years old. Um, so he always kind of talked about just that childlike spirit, uh, seeing God as a father, so, yeah, I think that's the reason just uh, her perspective on life, like how to live the Christian life um, of simplicity, of doing God's will and living uh, with that humility, like of a child, like truly being a child of God. Uh, mm -hmm. So, yeah, that you can, there's uh, so many saints you can't go wrong uh, with any of them. Um, but one last question. So. If you could spend one day with St. Alphonsus, what would that day consist of? You can do one thing or a couple different things. You have all the money in the world. Uh, you can travel anywhere. Well, I, I would say it, it keep it very simple. One, you know, we would, we would he'd say mass in the morning and um, 
uh, I think for him and I, I, I think we'd visit um, Jesus, our, our Lord, in the Eucharist um, uh, at some point during the day. Uh, we'd probably go for a walk and pray our rosary. He, he, he was a supporter of having uh, young seminarians um, have some leisure, you know, get outside uh, when you can and, and enjoy uh, creation. So I think we'd probably go for a walk. And um, I think I'd like to talk to him more about about Mary, to be honest. I, I don't have any exciting plans here. It's a, it's a great question. Yeah. But um, I think his book on Mary was one that really touched me. So I imagine you know, I'd, yeah. probably, I'd probably want to go to the Church of Our Lady of Ransom with him. That's where he actually where he actually sort of decided to become a priest. He, he went to the, that church um, and laid down his sword. His he, Again, he was a member of the nobility to an extent, and he had a sword, which which was the symbol of that. And he laid down his sword at the altar of Mary uh, in, in that church. And he said, I, I will serve your son there. So I would like to go see that. And um, there's a cave he actually, Mary appeared to him in, uh, near Scala in Italy, and I think I'd like to go there with him. But yeah, yeah I think that'd be really simple. Yeah, yeah, keep it simple, you know, just do all the, the same the things that he did during his life. And um, but I think it'd be a good discussion. You know, I, 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 yeah. I I'm, a, I'm a reader, and he's a writer, uh, and now I'm a writer. So I think we'd probably have a lot to talk about. So I'd probably just enjoy that. Yeah. So. Do you have any interest in translating the rest of St. Alphonse's works into English? I know there's like maybe half of his works that aren't even in English. Um, I don't know who's going to pick up that. You mentioned this uh, Grant guy. Maybe he'll go on to those. Uh, I think someone should do it, though, because there must be all kinds of wisdom in those books. Uh, but even the books we do have, The Glories of Mary, uh, this is the condensed version. You said the it's a big book, but this is the small version. Um, yeah. yeah, really just all of these compilations such as yours of his writings. They're really spreading the message of St. Alphonsus. And there, there's uh, the glories of Mary, the full edition, the big edition. So, yes. Yeah. Well, um, I, I don't speak Italian, unfortunately. So we're going to have to get somebody on that. Um, and uh, maybe maybe some of the monks there down in uh, where you're at can, can pick that up. I'm not sure, but you know I, it would be a great benefit. You know I think um, what Ryan Ryan is doing at Mediatrix Press is uh, a labor of love. You know translating um, mm -hmm. Latin into to English is never easy, and uh, they're making great progress. So yeah, I, I look forward to to reading more uh, as much as I can when I find little new new um, things that he's written. And, uh, but yeah, I, I, it's, it's been a great honor. I, I, I hope that he would endorse the book himself if he were to, <laughs> to, um, be alive today. And I, I, I think the, yeah. uh, I, I suspect the sales and I think the, um, uh, big interest in it is a sort of indication that, um, God's pleased with it and that God's going to use it for something greater, uh, in this time. So it, we need saints. We need we need saints. We need the wisdom of the doctors of the church more than ever now. And I think uh, this is a, a step in that direction for the, the larger church. Yeah. And so we'll do a quick advertisement of the book here. Bring it up on the screen one last time. So St. Alphonsus for the 21st century, a handbook for holiness. Congrats on the book. Uh, congrats on doing God's work, as you said, really getting these teachings out there. I think they could 
really changed the world. So can people just buy this on Amazon or is, do you have a website that you would prefer them to buy this book on? Yeah. Yeah, Amazon, uh, Amazon.com. You can go to BarnesandNoble.com. Uh, at the moment, they're available uh, on those uh, outlets and a Kindle edition as well. Uh, I'm working on an audio uh, book at the moment, so check back in a couple weeks on Amazon if you're you're interested in that. Uh, I will be narrating it, so hopefully you can you can tolerate my voice. Uh, if you're a bookstore seller or if you're a Catholic bookstore and you want to buy in bulk, you can just message uh, Saint Peter's Press. So st peters press at proton.me, uh, or you can just email me uh, myself, uh, Stephen Cox. That's Stephen P H and then Cox K O K X at protonmail.com. Yeah, and I'll definitely consider that because we're really starting a marketplace just for this podcast for the entire endeavor, and we can always use some great books. So perhaps you'll get an email from me here soon. Uh, this would be a good moment to play St. Alphonsus's music for the outro. Unfortunately, I didn't think of that. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, thanks everyone for watching. Thanks for coming on the show, Stephen, and sharing a little bit about St. Alphonsus. May God bless you all. Not of the modern world. For, for the modern, the modern, modern, modern yes. world. That's right. Yeah, and, and... Bishop Barron. Hello, it's from the airport. Hello, we're doing good. Nice to meet you. So who are you, sir? I'm Archbishop Joseph Nauman of the Archdiocese of Kansas City in Kansas. Yeah, do you want to bless this recorder? Is, that, is there a blessing for that? There's a blessing for everything. So, yeah, Lord, we ask you to bless this instrument and use it for good and for evangelization. Amen.